All right, welcome to the pilot episode of The State of Everything, where we talk about everything that's going on around us and in our lives. I am T, one of your hosts of the show. And I am Drita. And that is the other host of this show. So, without further ado, let's get into it. IMT, the host of the show. So let's get into it. This is our pilot episode. So to that, congratulations to both of us. So let me tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Tori. I am a police officer in the state of Alabama. Uh, I grew up in a military household. So, I've been a little of everywhere, literally. Um, Grew up around a lot of different people. Just a wide range. I I will kind of classify myself as diversified, mm, eclectic, you know, stuff like that. Um, So, I I try to be unbiased in my daily life, especially when I'm at work. I love photography, I love travel, I love sitting around watching a movie, I love a nice cup of coffee, I like a nice cigar, you know, I'm just your average guy. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Drita. Drita is our other host of the show. Yes, hi, my name is Drita. Um, I didn't grow up in a military background, Um, I grew up... Hood. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing wrong with ah, But yeah, I um, grew up in Collegeville or whatever, but I'm a CNA. I work at Brookdale University, um, Parkway over there on Lakeshore. I also, I like traveling and photography too. I'm also into acting. So, yes, you are. You are. Yeah, you and are I enjoy actor. doing it. Like, I enjoy doing it. I've um, been trying to get other gigs and stuff, but hey, and we'll, we'll get there. We'll talk about that you, another you, time. You were in a movie, too, right? Yeah. You were in a movie. I was in a movie. Yes. Okay. Okay. And, and that was fun. It was fun. Awesome. Awesome. I bet that was uh, a, a definite, you know, adrenaline rush yes. to, to be in a movie. Um what are your plans with that? Do you have any other plans for movies or anything like that? Well, we got an upcoming show. We, well, we got something coming up. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Something I know this Saturday we're doing um, photography. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to do, um, yeah, we got some stuff coming up. We got some projects in the making. So, okay, looking good. forward to doing it. Good, 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 good. All right. So, uh I was looking at some things that were going on uh, in our nation today, and it seems like there's been a lot of protests, riots about police killings, police brutality, and things like that. And it kind of hits me kind of hard being a police officer. So let me ask you, have you heard about the police killing 
of a double amputee in a wheelchair that happened, I believe, in Los Angeles. No, I can't believe I, I can't say I heard of that. So what's going on okay. with it? Let me, okay, so let me tell you what happened. All right, so from what I understand, uh, apparently the guy, I can't think of his name right now, and he had stabbed someone with a rather large knife. Why, I don't know. Can't answer for that. I wasn't there. Um, but apparently police were called out to the scene and apparently they said this guy was trying to flee on what he had left of his legs, whatever, you know, however much was cut down. He's trying to flee and apparent and they shot him multiple times, most likely from in the back, um, trying to get away. Some people, some people are saying it's just outrageous, which I completely understand. You know, nobody needs to be killed. Nobody needs to be shot if we can't help it. Now, I'm just going to say from my own personal, professional experience, I would have never been that officer to pull that trigger. And the reason why I say that is because, number one, it's illegal. There's court cases that clearly show where officers, law enforcement, if we have a fleeing felon, even if this guy, we know he's got a gun, we know he's got a weapon, we know he's got a knife, we know he has ill intentions, we can't shoot him in the back. We cannot shoot him as he flees. The only way... I'm, I can engage I'm just him. trying to grasp around my head. If his legs was amputated or cut, how he getting away? Like he's in pain. Well, not only I, that. I but, mean, but, I'm just saying. One of them could have walked up to him and made him lay down, right? Yeah, I, that's what I would think too. You know, because I'm, you know, I tried to wrap my mind around it, tried to put two and two together and add a little science with it, and I just. Yeah, I'm not being funny, y'all, but I can't see this guy, like, really moving just that fast. So, another question is, like, what happened to the um, tasers? Like, they couldn't tase him instead of shooting him? Well, you know what? That is a very good and valid point. Uh, but, unfortunately, due to budget constraints sometimes, sometimes it's just actions of other officers that do it. Or it could be whatever city council is over said particular police department. But not all of us have them. My department doesn't have them. Not currently. I think maybe a couple of sergeants who are certified in the TASER program carry a TASER. But the majority of the officers that are out on the street, out on their beats, out on patrol... They don't have a taser, you know, and it is kind of a limiting thing for us because, you know, like even with me, we have our levels of resistance that we have to abide by that are outlined by the by the state and federal governments. And it, it, it doesn't help me when I don't have that particular level, you know, where I have to go from using either 
chemical spray, i.e. mace, um, up to deadly force. I don't have that in-between level. So if, I'm, if I was to use my baton, per se, you know, a lot of people don't look at that as a really deadly weapon, but it really is. You know, right. that is a, a telescoping metallic steel rod. And, you know, they always tell us if you got to use it, you got to hit them in the, the legs or the arms or. But if I'm fighting with a felon, if I'm fighting with someone who was intending on harming me, that person ain't going to just sit still. They're not going to sit still and let me just wail on their arms and legs. It's right. just it's just not going to happen. So if he moves the wrong way and I'm mid-swing with this baton and I crack him in the head, well, guess what? If I hit him just right, that guy could die. I mean, I'm just going to be blunt about it. He could die. That could be the end of him. And then now I, as an officer who might have just been trying to make it home to my family and my kids, now I've got to go through the court system. I've got to deal with protesters. I've got to deal with people saying, well, why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that? When people sometimes don't understand that we may not have that in between. You know, I hear people say all the time, well, if the guy had a gun or a guy had a knife, why didn't y'all just shoot it out of his hand? Yeah, you could pull that off any day of the week in a Clint Eastwood movie. But this is the real world. Right, right, right. So what do you think they should have done differently? Like, if you was in that situation, what would you would have done differently than that officer that shot him multiple times? If, if it was me and it was the guys that I know every day, the guys that I ride the beat with and that I work with, I know us, we probably would have gave him a really nice chemical bath um, because you, you know, by us not having that in-between level of resistance, what we would have done is, I mean, we would have just let him wear his own self out. If, if it took six cans of mace to do it. We would have got him to, to drop that knife. You know, stay your distance, stay back, because people will ask you, people will say all day long, oh, well, you guys are wearing body armor. You guys are wearing bulletproof vests. All he had was a knife. Well, what you don't understand is I could take a pair of scissors right from over here on this drawer and cut that body armor into a bunch of tiny pieces. It's not what people think it is. It's not an all defensive thing and it's gonna stop everything that somebody throws at you. A knife, a really nice knife, or just a sharp knife rather, will go straight through body armor. If he was to stab me or one of those officers that day when what happened to him, um, he would have killed one of them. I mean, just being honest with you, he could have killed that officer because the, the way the ballistic panels are designed in our vest is to take the, the, the energy from a bullet and make it spread out. Now, yeah, you get, if I get shot, I'm definitely going to be going to the hospital because that energy's got to go somewhere. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be going 
into my rib cage or something like that, and it will break your ribs, you're gonna be hurt, but you just won't have that bullet penetrating through your body. But you're still gonna be down. I mean, it is what it is, you're gonna be down. So, we would have had to do whatever we would have had to do to get him to drop that knife on his own. And if that means this guy is trying to wipe his eyes with all the mace that I would have dumped in them, so be it. But at least at the end of that, you know, we may have had to fight and struggle with him um, until we got the cuffs on him. After that, and hey, we're all coated in mace. All of us are choking. All of us got tears running down. We can't see. We can't breathe. But everybody would have been okay at the end of the day. Did these officers have time to think about that? Again, I don't know. I can't say because I wasn't there. And that's, that's the other thing that people don't look at when it comes to police incidents, police brutality, police killings. A lot of times when you're out here on the streets, you have fractions of a second to make a decision. So do they know what caused this situation to occur? I am not sure, but we can do a little research and try to find out about it. So apparently the guy's name is Anthony Lowe and near Los Angeles last week as he fled on what remained of his legs, his family wants to know why police believe they had to kill him. Let's see, let's say Anthony Lowe, a black man who lost both his legs last year and had not yet received prosthetics, stabbed a person last Thursday before they, oh, well they did use a stun gun, before they used a stun gun and shot him about 10 times throughout his upper body. You know what? This is looking worse and worse. Yeah, this sound bad. Lowe's family questioned why it was necessary to kill a man who needed a wheelchair to get around. I want to achieve truth and justice because if anybody else would have shot Anthony with him being a disabled person, they would be in jail right now for murder, said Ebonique Simon, the mother of Lowe's 15-year-old son. They wouldn't be out taking leave with pay. So, mm, so they did use some kind of electrical device on him. Okay, so was he on any him. drugs or anything? Down. I mean, because if they stung him with the stun gun, why did he go down? Well, you know what? Again, little known fact. Little known fact, and I've seen this actually happen. The taser isn't effective on everyone, and it's never effective the same way from person to person. The way the taser is designed is it uses your nervous system. It's, it's, it's not what people think. People think, oh, it's just going to start electrocuting you, and it's going to mess with your heart, and it does this and it does that, and it really doesn't. It's designed to only interact with your, your nervous system throughout your body. But in order to make that happen, there are certain things that have to be in place when it comes to the taser. So you have to have a certain amount of distance between you and that subject that you're firing the taser at. Because if you're too close and you fire that taser, if the prongs hit, and even if they do make a perfect connection in that person's body, if there's not enough spread between the two prongs, it's going to hurt, but it's not going to disable them. 
people don't realize that. They oh, okay. think that the second that it touches you, you're just boom out of here. Yeah. But that's not true. There's some science that has to be in play behind it. And again, that goes back to officers having to make decisions in a fraction of a second. If they were standing right next to the guy and he deemed, okay, I need to use this taser right quick. Well, if he pulls it out and he's only got about two feet before it, the prongs hit him, it's not going to be enough spread. Vice versa, this guy's a double amputee. If he aims it at the guy's back and his legs are no longer there, one of the prongs might have hit, the other prong might have missed. Which so is what's the guy disoriented? Like, it's, was he mentally ill? Like, I'm, From, I'm trying to grasp my head around, like, uh, a guy with no legs to have a, well, that was a machete or something? What type of knife was it? Well, now, it's not really going into detail about the actual weapon that he had. Um, and apparently they only had some cell phone footage from somewhere uh, showing the guy basically scrambling down the sidewalk, followed by officers with their guns drawn out. So Yeah, this ain't looking good. It's not looking good. And, you know, it, it really just may be one of these cases where you got officers that I don't want to call them trigger happy. I don't want to call them unprofessional, but I will say that sometimes people forget that we have rules we have to go by too. And again, he stabbed somebody, we understand, and there's, there's even some issues when it comes to that because now that kind of would almost fall under what's called the color of law. Uh -huh. So that's basically saying, say, if I'm out and a guy pulls a gun on somebody and just starts to shoot that other person, well, then if I intervene under this color of law to say, hey, look, this guy is, is murdering this other guy, so I'm going to stop him. You could almost say that. Again, it's hard to say, though, because we weren't there. Right. You know, and usually the one thing about cell phone footage, social media, social media footage that people don't take into consideration is a lot of times by the time you get your phone out and you start recording, you're halfway through that incident that's going on that people are trying to watch. So I really would have to know what happened in the beginning. What yeah. led up to the, the, the final events? You know, when, when things took a turn for the worse, when they, when they all went downhill, we need to know what happened from the beginning. Exactly. You know, and that's a good question right. that you had. The guy, did he know the person that he stabbed? Or was it just some mental-induced randomness that he was just running around stabbing people? Who's to say? Who's to say because the person that now I'm not I'm not sure if the person that he stabbed uh, is actually dead or not, but um, uh, the person that could have answered that question is now dead, and that would be the guy, Mr. Lowe. Right. So <sighs> that's just one of those ones 
we're just going to have to follow see on and, and keep on and keep on. following it. Yeah, right. definitely, definitely. Uh, also, you know, when, when we're talking about this police violence and, and things like that, I know you've heard about what happened in Memphis with the five officers. Yeah, that was very sad to me. Like that was horrible. Um, I've been reading some of the things that's you know going on with that case or whatever, and I just recently heard that what was his name? Uh, I'm not sure that guy's name. Tyree, is. I think. Um, yeah, Tyree. Uh -huh. Tyree he was the was, one who was killed. Yeah, Tyree was the one that was killed, you guys. And one of the officers um, had found out that Tyree was talking to his ex-wife. Was it his wife? I believe it was. She was his ex-wife. But, but there was order, definitely some kind of connection it was, there. It was a connection, yes. And but they don't give him the right to do it. He did. So that was very sad. Yeah, they say that the guy, you know, and, and I'm not sure how true that is, um, but they're saying that the one officer who was involved, or maybe that was his ex it was in some the, fashion, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently pulled out his phone and took a picture of Tyree as he lay on the ground, bleeding, injured hurt, scared, and sent it to that particular female. Like, dude, if you ask me, that was the nail in your proverbial coffin. Right. That was the end of your career, the end of your life as you know it. Because as well as the other four people that was involved in that being. Exactly. Because and somebody at any point could have stopped it. It could have exactly been exactly right. Exactly right. You said that so well. It would. It should have been up to those other four officers to say, "Hey, dude, enough is enough. Whatever this guy did, he doesn't deserve what you're doing to him. Let's just stop it now before this gets out of control." But instead, they went right along with him. Right. And as an officer, it's embarrassing. It's slightly demoralizing, right. even though I know I would never do that. But it just it made us all as a as a as a police department, as an organization, as a career field. It made us all look bad. It was totally the wrong image to put out. It was That's the right. wrong thing to happen. And. I hear people say all the time, oh, well, police officers don't ever get, they never get uh, disciplined. They never go to jail. They, they, no. These guys, mm -mm. I, in my opinion, they need to put them under the jail. Right. Like literally put them under the jail because you took an oath. You took an oath as an officer to serve and protect that community that you work for. And you did the complete opposite. All right. You did the absolute complete opposite. So they're still following along on that. They've all been indicted. And apparently they are actually firing more and more people behind it. Uh, some EMTs got fired. A lieutenant for the fire department up there got fired. It was, they're, they're definitely, they're definitely taking uh, accountability and they're cleaning house. 
they are really cleaning house. And that's and, good to hear. Yeah, exactly. And I'm glad to see that they're taking steps to do something about it and not just kind of whitewashing it and pushing it under the rug. Oh, right. So kudos to Memphis Police Department on that. And I, I really hope that at some point in time they can kind of get back with the community and try to rebuild the trust that was lost due to those five officers and particularly that one officer because you knew what it was. You know, sometimes you cannot, and I'm going to reiterate on it, you cannot let your personal vendettas mm -hmm. get into your um, business part of your job. Exactly. Because like you said, y'all hold an oath, yep. you know what I'm saying, to serve and protect, you know, and at that point, y'all just didn't do that. Well, Memphis Police Department did. All right. Well... It seems like this is going to be the end of our time. And um, kudos to us. I think that was a great first episode. Right. And um, we will continue from here. So we'll see you all on the very next episode of The State of Everything. This episode brought to you by Anchor. Anchor, the best all-in-one flexible podcast monetization platform made for everyone and powered by Spotify. Anchor, the best way to make a podcast. Welcome to the second episode of The State of Everything. I am one of your hosts, T. And I am Dredel. All right. So, how are you doing today, Ms. Dredel? Oh, it's been a, a splendid day. Splendid day. I'm going to say splendid. Yeah. How was your day? Oh, man. Man, I... I... Had to deal with some people, some attitudes, you know. Um, I've kind of noticed that in the world nowadays, it just ain't no more respect. Yeah, There's that's no a respect. big problem now. Yeah, I really feel like it. We don't respect each other enough, enough in this like world. Yeah. There's a lot going on that need to be discussed. I just, I don't, I don't understand. I know people sometimes have their issues, their daily issues, right. maybe even some life issues. But some stuff just should be common sense. Um, common sense, common courtesy, common respect. You know, and I feel like as a whole, we lacking that. Yeah, definitely. Because there wasn't a, a time in my day growing up where you just disrespect your elders. Just because. Well, T, is that a all-time high now, you know? Back in the uh, 70s and 80s. Oh, I ain't trying to reveal our age. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, um, our moms and dads and neighbors didn't play that. So now, you know, I just feel like parents nowadays, they so much of a child friend, they, they don't respect nobody because they know they mom and dad are going to blow up on you. So even mm. if they write or wrong, they feel like they can disrespect you. So, 
That is absolutely true. I will agree with you 100% on that. All right. So, a lot of things going on um, in the world today. A lot mm -hmm. of things happening in the news. I mean, we've got all kind of things going on. Um, what do you think about the situation in Syria and Turkey when it comes to the earthquakes? Oh, man, that was a tragedy. You know, watching them put on babies from up under that concrete, like, yeah, it really did something mm -hmm. to me, you know. Uh, that was sad, you know. And then it, all that happened out of nowhere. Yeah, true. It was a beautiful day over there, and all of a sudden, it took a thousand lives. A thousand? No. You know what the count, the last time I think I noticed the count, it was well over 25,000. Really? Yes. I believe the last time I saw it, it was like 12,000. But um, nevertheless, you know, that's hurtful. Yeah. You and know. It's, it's been so. steadily climbing every day because they're not getting the resources, especially like some of these other countries. They really haven't even started their their rescue efforts. So by the time they do start, I mean, that I feel like that number is going to skyrocket. Right. I feel like that number is going to skyrocket. Like I said, at this point, it's well over 25,000 people who lost their lives over there, you know, due to this natural event that happens, you know. But, um, you know, it, just the confusion, the lack of resources, the lack of funding, the lack of personnel when it comes to trying to get a relief effort going, you know, it's going to cost a lot more lives, you know, in the long run. It's going to cost a lot more lives in the long run. So Yeah, and I, I just really hate it. I really hate it for the kids, you know, so to, I feel like we need to do a small prayer for them, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's okay. another thing that's lacking in the world. People don't pray for each other enough. You know what I'm saying? They look at tragedies and be like, oh, well, it ain't me. But, you know, back in the day, people prayed for each other, you know, and wanted the best for each other or each other country or whatever. But mm -hmm. now it's like a lot of people don't care. Yeah, a lot of people so, don't care. A lot of people are at odds with each other. A lot of countries are at odds with each other. Now, I will say, though, uh, in the wake of... The Russian invasion on Ukraine, I do feel like a lot of countries started to pull together. Yeah. You know, and that that's something worldwide that I will definitely have to give us all credit for. It's like, you know, when it came to that, um, man, a, a lot of people, a lot of cultures, a lot of countries, you know, came together, you know, because at the end of it, no matter what differences they have, they all came together for right, you know. Yeah. And I totally agree with them. And, you know, nobody likes a bully. Nobody likes a bully. You know, especially me. If you've ever been bullied in your life, then you know exactly what that feels like. So, yeah, definitely. You know, props, shout out to all the nations that kind of banded together and looking out for this other country who really didn't have the means to defend themselves. But they definitely got the fight. They got the fight in them. I will Man, hands down, those Ukrainians, they take the stuff that we trained them with and the, the weapons that they're giving, and I mean, they are giving it to the Russians. They really are. 
And really, after I seen that guy walking around with a landmine smoking a cigarette, I was like, yeah, you, you Russians don't want to, probably don't want to mess with this, these people right here. Right. Because there's no way I'd be picking up a landmine, period. <laughs> so, all right, moving on. Moving, moving on. on. So, what do you think about that spy balloon that was going on? Oh, Let's man. talk about that. <laughs> you know what? Coming from a military background, Mm -hmm. And coming from a military household and having lived through the Cold War, like it, it was not a surprise, but it was still a surprise because with all the technology we have nowadays, I was just shocked to see they put it actually on a balloon, which, you know, I, I guess it was up there just riding around silently, didn't have any solid means of propulsion so you know i guess that was kind of somewhat of stealth a little bit but it's it's just it just tripped me out because when they said when they gave the excuse it i swear it took me right back to those old cold war days mm -hmm. you know oh it's a weather balloon like man that's what they always used to say back in the day right it was a weather balloon whether it was our government, their government, somebody else's government, it, they blamed everything on weather balloons. I so swear. do you think Biden made the right decision to shoot it down? Definitely. Matter of fact, I, I'm going to just say this. I think you should have made the decision earlier okay. when, that, when that balloon was floating its way across the country. Now, yeah, they did the right thing, in my opinion, shooting it down. But I would have shot it down over land. I would have let it get over Nebraska somewhere where it's just a bunch of hay fields or something and phew, that would have been a wrap. I'd have shot that thing down right then. You know, but you know, it yeah, he hesitated, but at the same time I can understand, you know, he didn't want any issues on the ground because you never know where it's gonna land and you don't want it to land on top of somebody, you know, be just your luck. It's a school bus full of kids or something in this gigantic multiple ton vehicles just lands on top of it. That'd have been horrible. All right. So So in your opinion, do you think that it's gonna cause a war between us and them in China? Or you think it's gonna blow over? Uh <clears throat> to tell you the truth honestly, I really feel like that's going to really it's gonna to me it's gonna rely on it's gonna be in the hands of China. To me, the ball is kind of in their court because we gave you the opportunity. We gave you the opportunity. They asked these people up front, is this yours? And if it is, what is it? And immediately out of the rip, okay, yeah, it might be ours, but it's civilian usage. It's a civilian craft. It's just a weather balloon. And... What people don't understand is what most average people don't know is when it comes to a weather balloon, there's actually there's a capacity on that payload that you can have. And that, that capacity is only like 12 pounds, maybe. Mm -hmm. Let's just go crazy here. Let's just say that they allowed them to do 200 pounds. This thing weighed like two or three tons. It's 200 feet tall. You know, you've got enough 
solar power, I mean solar cells on there delivering kilowatts of power. Uh-huh. You're not just running meteorological stuff with this. Period. Period. Point blank. There's no way anybody who has any technical knowledge will tell you. That many solar cells, that big of a platform, that big of a payload, dude, you're not just watching the clouds. You're not, you're not watching the clouds and you're not tracking things. They said this thing had multiple antennas on it to where it could be picking up digital waves, radio waves, you know, people's phone conversations, internet signals, all kind of stuff. So definitely it was a spy balloon. It was here for surveillance. It was here to try to. What pick do you up think things. they were spying on? What they was trying to? What well, type of information or intelligence they were trying to get? Well, it could have been really just multiple things. Really, it could have had a variety of things that they were going to surveil with that payload. Um, again, because you had things that's probably working in tandem. One one sensor is running one its thing. Another sensor is doing its thing. Another sensor is doing its thing. I'm sure it had cameras on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even see it not having cameras on board somewhere. They were probably doing their thing too. It was floating right over areas that were known to, to house our nuclear missiles. So who's to say that you guys aren't going ahead and trying to get information for a preemptive strike? So, mm-hmm. yes, it mm-hmm. could have gone very bad. Right. It still could go very, very bad. bad. Okay. You know, but it's just like with everything else. When you ask somebody something, just be 100. Right. Just, just say, yeah, that was our spy balloon. You called us. They said they had caught multiple since yes, then, like they three did. or four they, more mm-hmm. that was in the air. They shot down uh, some kind of some kind of flying object over Canada and I think they shot down another one over the Great Lakes area wow. if I'm not mistaken so they shot down two additional um, objects that's all I can use to say is objects because at this point they're not really releasing much information and nobody really knows what they were they, they just said that if they were much smaller than the original spy balloon these things the spy balloon was, like I said, about 200 feet tall, weighed several tons. It was, it was massive. They said these other two objects were about the size of a small car. Mm. You know, but they weren't moving very fast, and they were actually at a lower altitude. I think uh, the first, the spy balloon was maybe at 60,000 feet, mm-hmm. and these, the other two objects were somewhere between 20 to 30. I don't think they were any higher than 40, but I know they were kind of somewhere in that range, which they would have had to shoot those down anyway, because at this point now you start to invade commercial air traffic. Right. You know, and that's one thing you don't want is some pilot flying five or 600 miles an hour. And then all of a sudden there's this object in a cloud and then boom, you got to, you got a tragedy, you know? So I totally understand it. I totally, uh, Commend those airmen who shot it down, you know, who y'all Air Force. I had to plug that in there right quick. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, they did the right thing. I really All feel right. like they did the right thing, shooting those down, taking them down. And they'll figure it out. 
They right. may not tell us. They probably they may already know. But eventually it'll get put out there. But I think they're also gonna gonna use some of that bad press against China because you pretty much caught you know got yourself caught in the lie. Right. You know, you said it was for civilian use and at this point we know it wasn't. You know, so it's like now they're they're playing that guilty role. It's it's no different from anybody that's been in some kind of relationship out here now. You catch somebody and they get caught up in a little little right, lie. Right. You try yeah. to call them on the phone. What do they do? Yeah, they're not they answering for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they they don't. Well, want I to get it. I get it. Um, well, moving forward, um, I was watching the news this morning, and over there in Huntsville, mm-hmm. a, a small helicopter crashed. Did you yeah. Did you read yeah, that? That was a, a military Black Hawk. Okay. That was a military Black Hawk. Um, helicopter that crashed now i don't know do they know what caused the crash or what happened at this point i seriously doubt it how many people got hurt as far as i know they didn't know how many people total were on board but there's two definitely confirmed that were killed in that accident and i'm pretty sure now don't quote me on this but i'm just you know from my own knowledge it may have been flying towards fort rucker you know, mm-hmm. Fort Rucker is a very big helicopter training base for the U.S. Army. Like, it's one of their major places to train uh, individuals to fly these military helicopters. Wow. So it may it may have been on some training maneuvers. It it could have been just running regular training or sector search, but um, it, it it may have been coming from there or going back towards that that route. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely a tragic loss. And, you know, anytime we have an accident like that, especially with our U.S. servicemen, you know, it's definitely always a loss. It's a tragic loss, you know, and we'll be praying for those family members, uh, of those who were hurt or killed in that accident. So, you know, uh, you know, we just definitely hearts and minds out to them. And their families and their loved ones and this, you know, this kind of time. And hopefully they'll figure everything out and, you yeah. know, come up with, with, with a judgment on what actually happened with that. Because, like, I saw the um, I saw the, the ring camera, somebody's ring, ring camera. Cam- yeah, that's what caught it. The yep, ring camera. The ring camera caught so it. So sometimes it's good to have um, cameras. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? For Definitely. all kind of stuff, yeah. Not just for that, but mm-hmm. you know, around Christmas times a lot of people steal gifts. Yep, they're stealing packages. <laughs> they're doing all kinds of take stuff. Packages these. and stuff. I'm so not it's gonna good to have these. a ring camera. Definitely. These and I'm just gonna be honest with you, these ring cameras, hey, they've been taking some of these criminals out of here. Right. I mean, because you know, when you have guys or or criminals rather, right, who are multiple offenders. One thing they never realize is that the departments, the officers, the detectives in the areas that they reside in, that they, they always choose to do their crime in, they get to know you. They get to know you. Right. They know your face. It's just like any other person that you know, you get to know. And so what do you think happens when you got that guy that wants to run around and steal packages, but he's been caught before? Right. So when somebody's ring camera captures this guy's photo somebody comes out after they get their police report done and the officer says hey you know what does this ring camera work yes it does oh 
would you mind seeing if there's some footage? And they pull it up and then bam, there's your guy. Right. You know, and the officer or the detective's like, hey, I know that guy right there. That's Tony, man. Let's get this. We'll just go by the house and pick him up. Right. You know, so I, I do uh, definitely advocate for the ring cameras. Yeah, and I do the blink too. cameras and, you know, not to mention this, tying all of that stuff up at your house is just cool anyway. So Right. I, I definitely like it. I definitely like it. Definitely like it. All right. Oh. So, what you was about to say, sir? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Because it sounded like <laughs> it's you had a so question. There's so much going on. Like, it really it's just is. so it, much going on. I want to take y'all back to the Buffalo killings. Mm. You know, like, mm -hmm. you know, that was heartbreaking. That was real, real heartbreaking up there in New York. Yes. Um, When that, you know, white young man, I, I believe he was dealing with some mental issues or. He just didn't he like just was a racist. Yeah. I mean, I don't so. think he had too many mental issues going on. To me, he was just a flat out, hateful, spiteful, despicable person. And yeah. you're just a And a racist. lot of lives got lost that day. Yeah. You know, people in the grocery store shopping, not knowing that their life was even in danger. Mm -hmm. So I mean, and this guy just, it was so cold. The way he did it, you know, you planned it out for weeks. You drove three hours, and this my, is how calculating this man was. I, I can't even call him a man because to me he's not. I'm not trying to cut you off, T. I just I want to ask him personally, like, why did you choose that area? Why that area? Why oh, that store? I can tell you why. I can tell you why he chose that area. And that store, that area and that store is the complete opposite of where we are. We live in Alabama. Alabama is an open carry state. It's a gun loving state. If you want a gun or you want to carry a gun, Alabama is one of the best spots to be in. We got one of the cheapest concealed pistol permits in the country. Do you? What is it? Maybe not even twenty dollars. No, actually, it's thirty-three dollars. So it's gone up. <laughs> okay, yeah. but that's fine though because the thirty-three dollars that you might complain about spending here to get a pistol license right. for concealed carry, you're talking hundreds of dollars in a place like New York just to get the permit, just to get a pistol permit. You're talking hundreds of dollars. To get that permit. Then on top of that, New York has some of the strictest gun laws in the country. And that's precisely why he picked that area. He drove the three hours from where he was at after legally purchasing a gun to one of the areas that had some of the strictest gun laws. Because this coward knew nobody would be armed. Wow. How can you be armed if it costs you almost a thousand dollars just to get the pistol permit? That's right. And then, let alone <clears throat> buying the gun, right. which down here, and I'm just going to be honest with you all, down here, we can go for less than three hundred dollars and buy a brand new gun in the box, never been fired. True. Might not be the best gun. True. But you can buy one, brand new, up there again. You're going to be spending some real money. 
just to try to obtain a gun. So, yeah, he knew exactly why he wanted to go to that area. Then, not only that, but of course, it was a black area. It was a majority it was a black, black area, area. And he targeted the, old, the elderly. Like, well, most of them people was elderly people. Are, they couldn't find that. That's right. a coward for you right there. You're shooting people's grandmothers right. that are in the store buying groceries, buying cake mix and cornbread stuff. Like, who does that? Just nobody but a coward would do that. You pick somewhere and you pick the people who you knew could not give you a fight. And then you streamed it like... You were some kind of Call of Duty fan. Call of Duty yeah. slash side Navy SEAL. Like, dude, mm -hmm. you're not impressing anybody. That's number one. Right. Because everybody was un unarmed. unarmed. Except for the guard. Yeah. He, he was a he was uh, a, a police officer, or he might have been retired, but he was there serving as a guard at the store. But I mean, from my professional standpoint. And anybody who does this kind of work will let you know. You never bring a pistol to a rifle fight. It's just, there's no way. There's no way. Unless you just flat out get the drop on somebody, he don't hear you coming, and you shoot him in the back of the head, you don't bring a pistol to a rifle fight. Okay. You're going to lose every time. You're going to lose every time. And then he so had did all the body guard the yeah, he killed shot. the guard, too. Oh, okay. He, he killed the guard, too. Because I know um, they say he pointed the, the rifle mm -hmm. at the cashier, but he was white, and he said, oh, I want, I'm not going to shoot you. Yeah, and he moved on and, and continued to on. kill black people. Right. You know, which, like I said, was horrible, is despicable, you know, um, and I could only applaud that judge in this case. Right. You know, because uh, that judge told him flat out, we don't have no place for you in this society. We don't have no place for you in the stuff that you like in this world. They don't believe the halfway, you know, signs of remorse that he tried to show in the courtroom. I didn't think he showed enough remorse to uh, me. Yeah, he really didn't show any at all. No, he was just... So, uh... It's it's just it was just horrible. It was, you know, and I, I can't blame that other guy. The the guy, uh, one of the ladies' brother, I mean, he tried to put hands on him. I mean, <laughs> I can't even blame him, you know. But you know, the judge gave him um, ten years for each body. No, no, he gave him a life sentence oh. without for each person. Oh, it was a life sentence. That was times the ten that he killed. Mm. Plus, because it was a hate crime. He now has to go and face federal charges, wow. which might give him the death penalty. May give him the death penalty. Mm, mm, mm. But you know what? So it's that's elementary. another that's another life another life lost. Yeah, that's true. You know. that's true. You know, I, I can definitely agree with you on that. He shouldn't have done it. I don't know what he thought he was going to change in this world by doing it. You know, man, it seemed like a lot of that is happening. Because I was also watching the news, and I don't know what um, city this was or state, but a black guy, I read something about a black guy, like, shot up a school or something. or Michigan State University. Yeah. yeah. And from what I know of this story, from this particular story, it's, 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 it's I mean, it's no better. 
it's no better. That's another coward, another despicable person, right. in my opinion. Yes, I said it, and I'll say it again. But they found a note in this guy's pocket after he kills the people and then goes and he offs himself. You found a note in the guy's pocket that pretty much just said, I just wanted to kill some people. And oh, my God. In an Are you interview, Yes. And in an interview with that guy's father, he said that the guy's mother had passed away. And ever since the mother passed away, the son, apparently, hadn't been the same. But my thing is, unless somebody killed your mother and you went to get retribution. Right. With those people, you had no business going to that school and killing these people who were just trying to make something of themselves. Right. You really didn't. You didn't know them. They didn't know you. They had nothing to do with your mother, you, the situation, nothing. You just picked some people out of a hat and you went and you took their lives for nothing. For nothing. One of the girls... Uh, beautiful, beautiful girl mm-hmm. was there. She was maybe going to be a pediatrician or something like that. Something that could wow. have meant something in yeah. the community, could have helped people, people, could have saved some lives. But you took this person because you were just selfish and you just wanted to take people with you, which is crazy because I'm a God fearing person. And I, I believe in heaven. I believe in hell. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus and all of that. Right. That's my opinion. That's, that's the way I was raised and I grew up and I believe it. But now, from my beliefs, your mom probably went to heaven. But buddy, you can't even, you did all of that and you still can't see her. Amen. Because you're going to go to hell at this point. Yeah. You're on your way to hell if you're not already there. Hopefully you are. You know, I'm sorry. I, hey, when you do stuff like that, I mean, it's, it's what is it? What do they tell people? You get what you get. Yeah, you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Yeah. So you want to take people's lives. And clearly it says, nope, thou shalt not kill. You know, so you did it anyway. Then you committed suicide on top of that. Yeah. Which we all know what the Bible says about that. Right. So, yeah, you, you can't even be with the person that you did all that for. As if she actually asked you to do that anyway. Because we know you did we know she didn't. We know your mother probably we know your mother didn't want you to do that. Right. Not in her name. Uh-uh. God didn't want you to do it in his name. So why did you do it? You did it on your own. If you want to off yourself, we can't stop you. That we're not saying that you should. Because definitely anybody out here. Needs to know, and I'm saying it right now on this show. If you've got issues, if you've got things that are bothering you, if you've got problems that you feel like you just can't deal with, like you just can't overcome, I promise you, there are people out here that will listen to you. Amen. You can talk to people. I agree with that. You don't have to take your life. Amen. You don't. There's nothing in this world that is that bad that you got to take your own life. So please just. Find help. Find help. Find help. But also, I am going to say, don't take nobody with you 
because of a choice that you decide to make for your own self. Right. You have no well, that's, right. I tell you again, that's what's been going on because, um, what, a year or so, maybe last year, when the manager at that Walmart walked in yep. and took his employees' mm -hmm. lives. And yep. took his, he did that. You know, it's just so much of that going on. It is. It is a lot of that going on. You know, so I'm like, oh, my God, what is this world coming to, you know? I don't you got to be extremely careful. You got to stay prayed up. You know, if you do believe in God, and you got to watch your surroundings because you mm. never know what will happen that day, you know? Exactly. That's why I don't go anywhere <laughs> unarmed. Everywhere I go, you might as well just expect it. I'm going to have a gun on me somewhere. Right. Somewhere, some kind of way, I'm going to be armed. If you come in with that kind of foolishness, I promise you, you're going to have a little fight on your hands. Unless you catch me completely slipping, you're going to get a little fight on your hands. So I'm sorry. You're going to have to take me up out of here the hard way. I ain't going to be that one that just fall over easy. You know, if I can survive the first one or two hits, I'm telling you, you might want to, might want to leave. Right. So. Well, T, I really don't blame you for that. Like I said, you know, you got to stay aware of what's going on around you because you never know what other people are thinking. You can't think for them. You that's see true. what I'm saying? So you never know what's going to happen. So I ask everybody that's out there listening, please be aware of what's going on around you. You know, whether you leave in Walmart, walk into your car or whatever you're doing, you can just be leaving work. Mm -hmm. You know, make sure you, you glance your surroundings true. because you never know what's going on. That is absolutely true. Absolutely true. Always stay aware. You need to have that that third eye in the back of your head or, right. or whatever. But, you know, a lot of people do kind of take their situations and their surroundings for granted. You know, I see people all the time. They just, I mean... Not a care in the world. They're yeah, a lot of me, a lot of die. Exactly. Just walking, looking at their phone and, you know, not paying attention. You're about to get hit by a car or right. step off the curb the wrong way and break your neck. And they're just, you know, just kind of floating around, you know. But and that's what a lot of these kind of people, that's what they prey on. You know, they, they, they're expecting people to not pay attention. You know, it's sad, you know, really, the same way the Buffalo guy did it. You know, he just pulled right up to the door, right up to the door and just stepped out with a rifle and just, you know, pow, shoots the first person. And there were so many other people standing there like, what just happened? You know, some people were in came, shock, though. I don't know. Like, if something was to happen like that, I'm in shock. Like, mm -hmm. Did I just witness that? Yeah, exactly. You know, not even thinking to take cover for myself. Exactly. Because you just walked up and killed somebody in mm -hmm. front of me. So some people, you know, you're just not aware. You know, then they say he was heavily uh Yeah, he equipped. had body armor on. He had a lot of, yeah. So. Which is why, again, you never bring a handgun to a rifle fight. Because if you're shooting back, if you're trying to defend yourself, and say you've got a small gun on you somewhere and you're trying to defend yourself and this guy's got body armor on and a rifle there's no need in even wasting your time the only thing you should be doing at Just this point cover. is trying to take cover and trying to use what rounds you have if you can't get a solid headshot on this guy you might as well just be using it for suppressive fire Maybe he'll duck, and when he ducks, you might need to take some steps. You're right. You know, hopefully not getting yourself away from the cover that you need, but 
There's no way you can compete with that. There's no way you can compete with that. So, uh, it's just, like I said, I wish we could all just walk around with our rifles. Right. You know, I wish we could just walk in Walmart, hey, you know, I'm just here to pick up some lotion and some toilet tissue. Don't mind this rifle on my back. Yeah. You know? But It used to be a point where you can walk around with rifles, though, right? Because Walmart used to sell them. Well, they did used to sell them. Um, but there's a little difference with that. You can't really just hang around in the store with one that you've already purchased. <laughs> so if you purchase it, go on out the door. But, yeah, you don't need to be walking back in with that thing. You know, um, it's not like a regular gun store. You can buy it there at that time when they were actually selling them. But once you made your purchase, your purchase was complete, you know, your business was done in the store. Mm -hmm. Once you leave, yeah, you're not going to be coming back in here just walking around that thing slung up on your back. Yeah, that's a real quick way to get so the police called on you. Is it true that, you know, you only got to be 18 or 17 to buy a rifle? Yes. Know. Yes. In the state of Alabama, uh, 18. Once you turn 18, you can buy a rifle. And I'll explain why that is. So, the reason why you're able to buy a rifle versus a handgun at the tender age of 18 versus 21 mm -hmm. is because a rifle can be used for hunting, which is a sport. Also, you can't really conceal a rifle. I mean, don't get me wrong. It can be done. I wouldn't say it would be the most comfortable concealment because I can't see myself walking around with an AR-15 with a 16-inch barrel stuffed down in my pants. I'm just right. not going to do that, mm -hmm. you know. But now, don't get me wrong, and I'm not going to say no names, but we didn't all been on TikTok and Facebook. We didn't seen some folks. All right. We didn't seen some folks putting Dracos down in their pants, you know, so y'all know who y'all are. That's all I can say. Y'all know who y'all are. It's a ridiculous look, but hey, if y'all like it, we love it, I guess. I don't know. Nah, not for real, I don't, but um, yeah, you really can't conceal a rifle. Okay. So that's what that is. You know, if you got a rifle, I'm a pretty much know that dude's got a rifle versus a handgun. You could put a handgun almost anywhere. And depending on what size the actual person is, I might not ever know that you're carrying a, a, a pistol. Mm -hmm. You know, that you're carrying an actual handgun on you. So that's where a lot of that comes in. At. The, the, they push the age out on the pistols because it can be concealed. It's too easy to have one and the right people not know about it. So okay. that's where that comes from. You know, that's where that comes from. You know, and like I said, I, I, I could take Torrance when he turns, a, you know, gets a, a, a good age. I could take him out and teach him hunting. You know, again, that's a sport all over the country, all over the world. Hunting is a, it's a sport. So, you know, they don't keep you from that part. They don't keep you from trying to diversify, diversify yourself and learn new things and learn to hunt and learn the art of hunting and the sport of hunting but at the same time you know they're going to try to keep things in a proper order so i understand it 
I completely understand why. Now I do. Maybe not back when I was much younger, but definitely now I definitely understand why some things are laid out the way they are. Because some people, we get people all the time that ask us that. Oh, I don't understand. Why is it I can buy a rifle? I can go get a whole AR-15, but why can't get, I can't get this handgun right here? That's why. Mm-hmm. You know, because then you're going to hide it from us and you'd be doing the wrong thing or robbing somebody. And we all got problems at that point. Right. So, there you go, in a nutshell. Well, all right. I think we have covered several different topics tonight. Yes. Hopefully, we will have something great for you all next week. And at this point, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up on the show. And uh, if anybody wants to be a guest on the show, just let us know. Hit us up on our email, and we will get right back with you. And uh, for now, we'll go ahead and wrap this on up. So, I'm T. And I'm Dreidel. And this has been the State of Everything.